We're both huge baseball nuts, and as you know, opening day is just several days away. Your chance to catch a spring training game is dwindling, so head on out to a ballpark near you in the next couple of days. I know we're going to try to do that ourselves. Joining us now, uh, D-backs beat writer from MLB.com, Steve Gilbert, joins us to kind of look ahead to the start of the season. Steve, wonderful to talk to you again. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Hey, you know, I was just reading, uh, I think it was yesterday, I was reading your prediction for what the Diamondbacks roster is going to look like on opening day. Um, Could you walk us through what are some of the questions that still remain with only days left till opening day, and who are some surprising names that make that list for you? Yeah, you know, I think that it's really going to come down to, I think if Luke Weaver's healthy, I think we know what the rotation is going to be with uh, with Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, uh, Weaver, and Zach Davies. I, I think the biggest questions now are, are what they're going to do in the in the bullpen with some of those last spots in the bullpen. Um, yeah, they have, you know, Ian Kennedy, they have Mark Melanson. I think Joe Mantiply probably makes this team. Noe Ramirez, uh, J.B. Wendelkin. Um, and, and then if they're carrying, I believe they're going to carry 10 relievers to start. So it gets a little confusing after that. And there's yeah. a lot of different you know ways they can go. But I think, you know, Taylor Widener uh, is a guy they could keep for length. You know, uh, Caleb Smith, I'm, I'm almost certain will be on this roster as a guy for length. And then I think it becomes a question of is Oliver Perez on this team as a left-hander? Is uh, Castellanos going to make this team? As a guy that gives him length, there's Tyler Gilbert, no relation. Uh, I think those are really kind of the the things I'm watching for here these last few days of camp. I think those are kind of the biggest decisions is what to do with with the final spots in the bullpen. So do you think that perchance those final spots could come from outside the roster? Or do you think personally, Steve, that the Diamondbacks are kind of done looking for outside help? Well, I think they'll, they'll always be looking, and I think this time of spring training, you could see some guys, you know, be put on waivers or uh, designated for assignment or whatever it might be. Um, but I think, you know, they're planning on going with what they have internally, but I think they'll always uh, kind of scour that waiver wire um, to, to see if there are any better options that, that pop up here. Just before the show started today, Steve, uh, we saw this come across the wire, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, if that's what they're still called, <laughs> DFA'd Justin Upton. That's a familiar name. Uh, do you think there would be any interest in the Diamondbacks bringing back Justin Upton after how things ended here for him a couple years back? You know, I, it, it, I thought about that, too, when I saw that. I, I don't think they'd claim him on waivers because his salary, I believe, is... 28 million. Did I see that right? Yeah, it's a little um, bit high. So, yeah, so I don't see that happening. But uh, certainly, if 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 he clears waivers and and the uh, the Angels are looking to make a deal, maybe the Diamondbacks uh, could take a look at a guy like Justin Upton. He's a right-handed, power-hitting bat. Um, something that they just really lack in the outfield right now is they're very left-handed heavy. Yeah, and I could see him being a good addition. He still crushes lefties, but uh, struggles a bit against right-handers, and with the injury potentially to Jordan Luplo in the outfield, he's a similar kind of bat, so I think he might be an interesting fit. Could you remind uh, some of us who don't remember all the way back to when he uh, left the organization, what was that like? Was it tumultuous? What was his relationship like at the end of his Diamondbacks tenure? You know, I, it, it, for whatever reason, uh, then general manager Kevin Towers 
was determined to trade uh, to trade Justin, and and I, I didn't agree with it at the time. Um, I didn't think they they probably got enough back for him, um, but. You know, KT had decided he was going to trade him. And, and, you know, if you recall, he had worked out a trade with the Mariners and, and Justin had a no trade clause in his contract or, or partial one. And one of those teams he could have blocked was the, the Mariners. And he did indeed do that. So once he did that, it became obvious they were going to have to move him because it was <clears throat> extremely awkward after that. So I think that was kind of where where the awkwardness came in is that there had been a deal agreed to, he had kind of vetoed it. And so, um, you know, they took what the, what the next best offer was out there, which was the Braves. And again, I don't know that they got enough, uh, they got enough back for Justin. That was probably a, a one that they'd like to have back. Steve Gilbert, the D backs beat writer for MLB.com joining us here on Arizona sports Saturday. It's also been a busy week for the D backs, particularly the signing of Zach Davies, and then the extensions given to both Cattell and Merrill, specifically to Merrill, because I've seen the comment thrown out from a couple of other beat writers that this might be the the best signing that Mike Hazen has made since joining the Diamondbacks. Do you agree? Uh, I think maybe what they were referring to was the initial signing of Merrill, uh, because that was it would be my guess just because that was uh, such a out of the box thing at the time, signing him out of Korea. Um, you know, he had never reached the big leagues with the, with the Rays, but they really liked what they had seen from him, what their scouts had seen from him. Credit to their, their scouting department for that one. Um, and he really has provided a lot of value for them over the you know, three or four years he's been in, in Arizona. So um, I think that was, uh, an outstanding sign by them and certainly keeping him for another couple of years. You can understand uh, their thinking behind it in terms of he's a guy that, that, you know, can go out there. will we'll take the ball every fifth day. You're pretty sure what you're going to get from him on that fifth day. Um, and he's a good leader by example in the clubhouse as they transition some of these younger pitchers over the next year plus to the big leagues. It will be helpful to have a guy with a little steadying influence like, like a Merrill Kelly. We're talking with Steve Gilbert from MLB.com. Steve, uh, walk me through some of the younger guys that we're going to see come up this year. Maybe it's guys like Perdomo and Beer, who we saw a little bit of last year. Who do you expect to get bigger roles on this team in 2022? Well, I think Perdomo is going to get a, a, a real opportunity here at the start of the year with with Nick Ahmed opening the year on the, on the injured list and, you know, that shoulder's proved to be tough for him to kind of over, overcome and, and get completely healthy from. So um, this is an opportunity for, for Perdomo to really show them what, what he can do. Um, I think Seth Beer is another guy as a DH you can see. I, I think at some point you're going to see Alec Thomas in the big leagues probably this year if he goes down to AAA Reno and does what they're expecting him to do. Uh, on the pitching front, I think – you know, they've got another wave of pitchers coming. You know, Tommy Henry is a left-hander. Um, they've got Dre Jameson, who came into a spring training game and, and opened a lot of eyes uh, from people who hadn't seen him before uh, and throwing 100-plus miles an hour. Um, Ryan Nelson's another guy. Brandon Fought is another uh, right-hander that they have. So they've got a bunch of, of pitching prospects that we could see at some point this year. And one of the things Mike Hazen has said is, you know, uh, they may transition some of these guys who they view are long-term starters, um, that bring them up as relievers to kind of get their feet wet in the big leagues um, before they end up being starters. So that's something to, to kind of keep an eye on as well. 
So you mentioned Seth Beer, and I want to look back to 2019 and that trade for that trade that sent Zach Granke away. So far, obviously, Josh Rojas has turned out very, very well. Seth Beer is primed to make the roster. The real bummer, of course, is Bukowski starting the year on the 60-day injured list. But then you mentioned pitchers and getting them up to speed, maybe warming them up in the bullpen before they get to the starting rotation. Is that kind of the outlook you foresee for Corbin Martin? Because he's just as important as any of those other pieces from that trade. Sure, I think that's a name I forgot. Uh, he's a guy that is still competing for a spot right now in the bullpen. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they, they choose to keep him at, for length. I think it probably comes down, you know, he, Tyler Gilbert, Castellanos, um, uh, Widener are kind of in that group of guys that could provide them some length out of the bullpen. But he's he's a guy that, uh, you know, that they're kind of taking, I don't know what phrase I would use, the training wheels off this year and, and you know, feel like he's a guy that it's time for him to start contributing at the major league level. So uh, he's certainly a guy that could come up at some point, uh, either as a starter or uh, starting to make that transition by being a reliever first. Well, Steve, enjoy the last couple of days of spring training. Enjoy opening day. It's always wonderful to talk to another Steve. <laughs> My pleasure. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Gil. We need to do it more often. Uh, that's Steve Gilbert, MLB.com, covers the Diamondbacks very, very well. Uh, go check out his stuff, including, like I mentioned earlier, his roster prediction for opening day. Those are always interesting. Some names on there you might not recognize, uh, and I think that's probably a testament to some of the young names we're going to see this Look, year. Look, I just see it as the season is getting closer and people are predicting opening day rosters. That gets me excited. Yeah. I want to talk more about that Justin Upton stuff later, okay. by the way. Okay. He got DFA'd by the Angels today. And Gilbert's right. There's no way in hell that a team is going to pick up Justin Upton for $28 million. No, he's going to clear waivers. Yeah. So give it a couple of days, and then he'll be available to Let's, sign. But I do wonder, does he still like the Diamondbacks organization? Would he come back? Mm. I don't know the answer to that. Mm.